0: Wake up West Georgia, it's time for the podcast powered by coffee and Mountain Dew, The Morning Five with Bryce Sparling and Billy Lindall. Good morning, West Georgia. Welcome in to The Morning Five podcast. Today is Monday, December 12th. We are 13 days away from Christmas. And today's podcast is brought to you by the Perry and Lawyers. Nobody wakes up thinking,
1: man, I hope I hire a lawyer today,
0: but hey Billy, today is National Gingerbread House Day. Okay. I, I honestly can't remember the last time I built a gingerbread house. Really?
1: Yeah. I I, I don't think Gavin's really big into it, so okay. Um, that, that's never really been a, a thing in our house. Um, So, yeah, it's uh, it was probably when I was a kid, I would say. All right. All right.
0: That's, that's one of our uh, Christmas traditions that we stole from the Procuro family. I remember... Uh, growing up, I used to go over there a lot for Christmas, and they would always have a gingerbread house building contest between everybody, uh, yeah. and, and we, we sort of do that in our house. Um, we usually buy four or five kits and see who can build the best gingerbread house. It's, it's usually the person with the most patience, uh, so obviously I lose that. Yes. Um, I, I get frustrated with the icing, and I just go get uh, the hot glue gun and start hot gluing my gingerbread house together um you know i think back you know. in the day gingerbread houses were made of out of actual gingerbread and now when you buy the kits like it's almost like cardboard you know it's not real <laughs> gingerbread <laughs> yeah uh today is also national ambrosia day billy do you like ambrosia no i haven't been a really big fan of ambrosia i've tried it um just it doesn't work with my palate God, how bougie are you your palate very, very. uh no, I'm I'm right there with you, man. I'm not a not a big Ambrosia fan. I've only had it once or twice, and I immediately eat it. And I'm like, this tastes like something that like a seventy year old mi- Midwestern grandmother likes to eat. Like, this is, <laughs> it's just not good. Like, it just doesn't agree with me. Uh, today is also National Dingling Day, Billy. Really, big fan of Dingling Day.
1: My question is, how did this become a, a national day?
0: It's a day to recognize dingelings. Okay. Just, all right. Yeah, I mean, you have to have a national day to recognize dingelings. It's uh, December 12th, every single year. And what it is, folks, if nobody knows what National Dingling Day is, it's a day that you are supposed to call somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time. Um, not sure how they came up with the name ding-a-ling. Maybe is just dingling? That's what I was thinking. I read this and I was like I read it and I was like, this can't be what I'm thinking about. Like this, this can't be that day. And yeah. I was reading it. They're like, it's a day to call people you haven't talked to in a long time. And I'm like, what? Who, who says I'm going to ding-a-ling this person that I haven't talked to in a long time? Like, that's not a, that's not a saying, <laughs> you know, that's not a saying. That's not something people say. I haven't talked to this person. I might give him a ring. I'm not going to give him a ding-a-ling. Who came up with this? Jeez. That's so, that's so weird. <laughs> who came up with this? Uh, Billy, over the weekend, the Hawks had two games. They played Friday night and they played last night. First game didn't go our way against the Mets. We fell 120 to 116. Trey had 33 points, nine assists. Bogey had 31 points off the bench, which continues to be a bit of a theme for Bogey. Uh, Clint Capella with another double-double, 15 points and 11 rebounds. Uh, Bogey reached 30 points in a game for the seventh time in his career and fifth as a Hawk, so... Pretty good. You don't have JC, you don't have Hunter, and you don't have DeJounte Murray, and you lose by four to the Nets. I, I'm not gonna be too upset about that.
1: Yeah, I mean losing to the Nets is never a good thing, but at that point that dropped us all the way back down to five hundred, which sucks. Because yeah, that was up a, a pretty good you know pretty good uh boost there, but now you know it is what it is.
0: And that was something you asked before the podcast. We were talking about the, the game from last night. And you said, are the, are the Hawks above 500? And my immediately my immediate answer was, yeah, of course they are. What kind of question is that? And then I, oh. I split second out of think. And I was like, oh, wait, I don't know. We've uh, we've lost quite a bit here recently. I'm not sure if we are. Um, so that brought us back down to 500. Last night, big win versus the Bulls, 123-122 in overtime. Trey had 19 points, 14 assists Man, the shot is still not there for Trey. No, and I, I don't. I doesn't seem to be getting any better. I, I, I don't know what needs to change, man. The shot wasn't there for Trey last night. And another thing that is a very, very disturbing trend that I'm seeing in this Hawks team: we don't shoot free throws very well. We shot 76% last night from from the charity stripe. That's that's not good. Uh, Terrible, dude. Uh, but something that I think has
1: improved. I know it doesn't seem that way, but something that has improved this year has been the overall team defense. Especially DeJounte Murray on um on the court. But you know that's that's something that I, I'm more impressed with than than Trey's shots. Um so hopefully that'll
0: come around.
1: I mean it's Trey will in, end up being Trey I think.
0: Um, uh, I would hope so. I think it's a lot easier for a shooter to get hot and find a shot than it is for a team to learn how to play defense.
1: Right. And <laughs> and I think they've, they've done a much better job. I mean, I've even seen more effort from Trey on defense this year. Uh, the few games that I've been able to, to actually catch. Um I know it doesn't seem <laughs> like if you watch the games. You may, you may be calling me and saying, you know, Billy, I don't think so. But honestly, the, that's what I've noticed most is, Trey's actually given a little bit more effort on on the defensive side of the court.
0: So, and the, and the thing the thing about Trey this year on the defensive side of court, and you're talking about effort, and you're right, it, it has been the effort for Trey on defense has been amped up at times this year for him. I just need to see it a bit more consistently. Um, you know, there are spans where he does give you know a minute and a half to a two minute stretch of really good defense. If if we could just expand that a bit I'm not I'm not asking Trey to be DeJounte Murray I I, you know I don't think that's within his wheelhouse but if we could expand that a little bit and I do we I saw Trey diving on the ground for balls last night something that I don't know if I've seen all season Uh, so we we talked about his leadership and the rift with Nate and I hope he matures man because he's a great player but we talked about it that leadership quality Trey doesn't have yet in my opinion
1: no and I don't think he he can develop it that's leadership develop you know you can develop thousand percent. Skills, but um
0: he needs he needs to learn it quick <laughs> yeah you got to become a great leader like her, like uh like brock purdy i mean just a fantastic leader great quarterback. <laughs> uh dude you did that uh, <laughs> clay capella again with another double double last night 15 points 14 assists bogey off the bench and i love this role and i've seen people why aren't we starting bogey why aren't we starting bogey because he is doing what we haven't had all season and coming off the bench and providing points valuable minutes and stats bogey had 28 points five assists and seven rebounds last night off the bench absolutely love it
1: that's awesome yeah that's absolutely awesome and you hope that that continues And, and hopefully it'll continue tonight against the grizz
0: DeAndre Hunter came back last night healthy. Sixteen points, three rebounds, two assists. Uh, you know we said we said Trey with the nineteen points, fourteen assists. I, I pro- half of those fourteen assists probably came in the first quarter. Uh, on fire with his passing, and when you can assist your teammates like he was last night, nineteen points is perfectly fine from Trey. Uh, I mean A- AJ Griffin seventeen points, Hunter sixteen points, Clint Capella fifteen points, Bogey had twenty eight points, Anyeka Akangwu. At 14 points and nine rebounds off the bench. Um, so so Trey, if a shot isn't falling like it hasn't been so far this season, is, is one of the best facilitators in the entire NBA. In uh, the highlight from last night, Billy, A.J. Griffin had 17 points plus the game winner with 0.5 seconds left. Second game winning field goal of the year. Got it in overtime. Uh, 0.5 seconds left. Trey threw it up. A.J. grabbed it, turned, and shot all in the air, all within 0.5 seconds knock down the game winner we take care of the bulls by one point in overtime
1: right and that sucks that we even got to overtime i mean when you when you look at i didn't get a chance to watch last night's game but you know i get i get the quarterly updates and i was like okay hawks have a lead hawks have a lead hawks have a lead we're going overtime crap yep, yep. <laughs>
0: it's like what are we doing guys well i mean once again it's the same song and dance we get outscored 32 to 25 in the fourth quarter. Yeah. Our, I don't know what it is about our fourth quarter team, but uh, it's terrible. It's absolutely atrocious. I mean, we got we got outscored uh, by almost 10, I think, in the second half. So I I don't know what the issue is, but good teams get better in the second half. They don't get worse. And the Hawks, for some reason, they get worse in the second half. We've got to figure that out.
1: As we mentioned, the Hawks play the Grizz tonight, uh, so we will talk uh, about that that game tomorrow morning. Uh, unfortunately, Saturday Carrollton falls to Mill Creek, seventy to thirty five. Um, a tough way to end a season, a beautiful season for Carrollton. Look, guys, when you go fourteen and zero into the championship game, y- you've had a hell of a season, and um. Bryce and I tip our caps to Carrollton and the entire coaching staff, the team, and you guys played, had a hell of a season. And um, there were some mistakes. There's no doubt, but you know, it is what it is. There's Mill Creek's a (laughs) Mill Creek's a bigger team than you guys are. And there's nothing that you could have done with that. Um, It just seemed like they got pushed around on the offensive line, offensive and defensive lines. Um, pretty much all night, special teams touchdowns were huge. Um, there were kickoff returns, there were uh, punt or excuse me, field goal blocks, return for kicks. Um, you know, it just when that happens when the second um, kickoff return, Bryce. And I know you were in the building. Yeah. But when the second kickoff return happens after right after the uh, field goal block. I said man it's not gonna it's not Carrollton's night it's just not you know yep and that was just one of those moments that i had juju juju continued to look awesome um you know he he looked great 25 of 46 for 531 yards In a
0: lot and he finishes the season almost with uh 50 touchdowns he had 48 on the season as a freshman in 7 eight. unreal yeah as a 14 um, year old now probably 15 <laughs> but eh, He he looks like he's about 12, man, Uh, when you just look at a picture of him. But then you see him in the pocket and the poise he has, and he looks like he's about a 30-year-old NFL veteran. It's crazy. Yeah. Uh,
1: The third quarter adjustments on defense were a lot better, and the offensive line was getting a a much better push. But, Carrollton, like we said, hold your head up high. You guys had a great season. Proud of you guys. It it sucks that the season ended that way. Um, No one wants to give up 70 um, but it is what it is.
0: And, and coach Joey King said it perfectly after the game. If the young kids on this team buy in, there's zero reason this Carrollton team shouldn't be in the exact same position next year. Yeah. I mean, this team was, this team was great throughout the entire year and, and no one gave them a chance, man. It, it's crazy. You know, they lost a Buford uh, last year and what the semis, right? I believe is what they lost to him in. Yes. And, Buford moves up with Carrollton to 7A, and Buford is ranked inside the top 10 in the state. No one even thought about ranking Carrollton inside the top 10 in the state. Freshman quarterback, moving up the classification, you know, graduating some key components. No, Carrollton was an afterthought in 7A, and all the Trojans did week in and week out was prove everybody wrong on the rankings. Come out, play great hard-nosed football, and I I know the seventy to thirty five doesn't look like they were competitive in this game, if you weren't there, if you didn't watch the game, but they were. I mean, they were they were very competitive. Um, it's just like three plays. If you could just have three plays reversed, this would be a completely different ball game. And I'll, I'll give credit to Carrollton, man. Nobody ever, no matter what the score was, none of those kids on the sideline, another coaching staff, none of their heads were hanging. I mean, every time Milk Creek would score. Carrollton would get up back out there, head 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 up, and you know create a scoring drive. Usually, and it was a it was an amazing amazing atmosphere. The entire city of Carrollton was there. It was it was standing room only, just like it was versus Bowden. I mean, we couldn't even we couldn't even find a seat to sit along the third base line. We had to go sit behind home plate. It was loud. It was it was an amazing atmosphere. It was a fun game, um, and I, I mean, I, it sucks. Carrollton fell, but there's you know how many other teams in 7a would have loved to have that championship opportunity right. uh and and i mean they got so they got so much talent returning next year so just get just get a little bit bigger that's the only thing i think Carrollton can, can improve on other than the special teams miscues which you know that 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 could happen to anybody um but i think they need to get a little bit bigger up front that's where it really showed the difference between milk creek and Carrollton was. Mill Creek's offensive and defensive line was, you know, probably two or three inches taller and averaged probably 20 to 35 pounds heavier. Uh, And they were able to impose their will. But I mean, you know, Bryce Hicks with 43 yards rushing. Julian Lewis, like you said, over 500 yards uh, passing, a couple, you know, a few tuds receiving. I mean, Caleb Odom, 167 yards receiving. Bryce Hicks had 190 yards receiving. Seth Shildress with 58, and Kari Limskin with 59. So I mean it was Odom's just was, junior too, isn't he? I believe so. Yeah. I think Odom and Hicks are both juniors. So they'll both be back uh, along with Julian Lewis and uh, one of my favorite players to watch on defense, Mr. Levy, who in his off time is a state championship heavyweight wrestler. Yeah. Although I did see some uh some rumors floating around on Twitter that he is not gonna be a heavyweight this year. What uh, yeah, I don't I don't know. Some uh just some rumors floating around. We'll see. We'll see if there's any uh, validity to it once wrestling starts, but yeah, great, great season from the Trojans. No reason to hang your head, uh, and uh, it was fun. It's fun watching you. I really enjoyed every single game. I got to watch the Trojans.
1: We're good. Yep, like we said, hats off to Carrollton. They had a hell of a year. They're, Absolutely, there's no, way, there's no better way to say it. They had a hell of yep. a year.
0: A lot of teams would have liked to have been in your position. Yeah,
1: fourteen one in a state championship game against uh, a team. Let's be real. The, the you know, the three to three to one multiplier doesn't really work or doesn't really have any major effect on Mill Creek. It has a lot of effect on, uh, Carrollton. And I think that if Carrollton, if, if you just basically took it by the attendance, um, for Carrollton and Mill Creek, I think Mill Creek's got over 3,100 students, Bryce. Good Lord. Yeah. It's, I think it's the biggest high school in Georgia and, Carrollton's probably got less than two grand. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a big difference. In-
0: well, and, and Mill Creek has the best player, the best high school player I've seen all year. I'm not saying something. You've seen a yeah, of football. I have. I've seen a ton of football. Caleb Downs is the best high school football player in the entire state of Georgia. No. And I don't know if it's particularly close. It's, it's nuts. Uh, Billy, I saw something today on facebook that i thought it'd be interesting to talk about 2014 playoff for the college football pass. championship
1: pass um oh, yeah I,
0: i'm with you <laughs> I, i'm with you i think i think 12 is too many um i think eight is perfect but this person put a 24 team bracket together yeah. and it's interesting if 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 not anything it's it's interesting so in this scenario georgia michigan tcu ohio state alabama utah Texas, or Tennessee and Clemson all get buys. The top eight seeds get buys into the second round. First round matchups you're looking at Oregon, UCLA, Fresno State, USC, Penn State versus University of Texas, San Antonio, South Carolina, Oregon State, FSU, Texas, Texas Tech, Washington, uh, Kansas State versus Toledo, and LSU versus Tulane. So you get some interesting matchups there. I think 24 teams is a bit too much, but it's something fun to look at. And like, you know, kind of when they do a 64 team college football playoff to simulate the NCAA play- or the uh, NCAA basketball playoff, it's kind of fun. You get some interesting matchups and all of the first round matchups and second round matchups are at home. That So the higher C intriguing. gets a home game. That's intriguing. Right? So you'd get, you know, uh, like Penn State versus University of Texas San Antonio. That's at University Park in Pennsylvania. Tulane versus LSU. That's in Tulane because Tulane's the higher seed.
1: Isn't that the case for the 12-team playoff? So, like, the first round would be at home?
0: I think so. I think that's what they're talking about. I but I'm not a 1,000% sure. On, yeah. yeah. But, I mean, that. I love that because that makes these SEC teams – if Ohio State or Penn State or Michigan or even a Washington or, a you know, a team like that, that would make some of these SET teams, if they are the lower seed, come up there and play football in December in the in the Midwest. And which is it's tough regardless. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, it's tough. So I don't know. I thought that I thought that was a little interesting kind of uh, kind of thing. I'll, I'll share this on our social media platforms, but, you know. I thought that I thought that's an interesting uh, talking point, point. and I think either probably later this week we are going to have a complete rundown of all the bowl games, uh, and we will have a, a bowl game pick'em on ESPN setup that we will shout out.
1: Yeah, and also this is the last Monday podcast of the year.
0: Uh, that is true. Yes, that's very good point. <laughs> yeah, we're we're off next week. Uh, we're off uh, next week, and we're off the twenty sixth. So yeah, this is the last Monday podcast. So this is the last podcast that I have a case of the Mondays.
1: Yep. So no more Mondays yep. podcasts after today. So bingo. Let's bingo.
0: Let's get to the, uh, the scoreboard, Bryce. Let's do it, man. Uh this weekend we had a ton of stuff going on. Yeah, we did. Friday, girls basketball, Harrelson County Falls to North Murray, fifty-two to twenty. Mount Zion beat Green Forest 44 to 30. Villarica beats Banneker 60 to 49. And Bremen falls to LFO seventy-eight to sixty-seven. On the boys' side, Carrollton beat Oxford forty-eight to forty-two. Heard beats Central fifty-seven to thirty-eight. Carrollton County falls to North Murray ninety-six to sixty-three. Villarica beats Banneker, seventy-four to fifty-six. And Bremen falls to LFO sixty-four to thirty-nine. That was on Friday night. And then on Saturday, I hurt. And girls' game surprised
1: me, honestly.
0: Yeah, yeah, me too. Me too a little bit. Um, I'll be interested to get down there and, and see that Heard County basketball team and Central. I, I haven't seen mm. the Central boys team I'm since fan. the Sandy Sandy Spiels thing. Uh, on Saturday in girls basketball, Temple falls the Central sixty-one to fifty-three, uh, and I believe in that Temple game. I think I saw and McKenna Nick's had thirty-nine 34 points, four points, thirty-four points, thirty-four points, and she ended up
1: fourth in Temple history with Michael. that's nuts, man. I think it's, third, is, it's either third or fourth. I, I just saw something again this morning, but I want to say it's either third or fourth.
0: I think it's fourth. I don't remember. I saw that. Uh, I think Corey tweeted out a picture. Um, yeah, it's either third or fourth, but 34 points. That's impressive. Uh, Villa Rica beats uh, Crapple Hill 53 to 43. And then on boys basketball, Temple Falls to Central 54 to 27. Uh, Carrollton versus Jacksonville. That was a tournament, and I didn't. Have a score when I was writing all these scores down. Let's see if they have updated it. Uh, they did update it. Carrollton beat Jacksonville of Alabama 106 to 31 was the final score oh. according to Max Preps. Um, Say that score again 106 to 31. Holy crap! According, according to Max Preps, that was the score. Yes. So <laughs> offense and defense had a night. Yeah. They were uh, 106 to 31 as the final score, according to Max Preps, for Carrollton versus Jacksonville of Alabama. Uh, Mount Zion beat Pepperell 30, or excuse me, 53 to 49, and Crapple Hill beats Villarica 82 to 57 in wrestling on Sunday or Saturday. These wrestling updates are brought to you by Incredible Pulp Wrestling. Uh, Mr. Steve Walker was good enough to give us an update on Central and how they did at the chattahoochee river wrestling association individuals tournament 12 weight classes and ch- central placed in every single weight class every single wrestler they ended up, central yeah, brought there too. they did yeah they finished in first and i think uh bremen and villarica were also out there i think bremen finished in fifth temple was there too uh, i want to say temple that's the other one yeah yeah uh so congratulations to all those wrestlers this weekend uh, as we mentioned in football, Carrollton Falls to Mill Creek, 70-35. to 35. And then yesterday on Sunday, college basketball, University of West Georgia beats Auburn Montgomery, 63-60. Billy, I think that's like a four-game winning streak for the UW men's basketball team out there. Let's go. Yeah, they are they are on a streak right now. I think it's either three or four, so congratulations to them. Tonight on the Stumpet Games and Events Calendar and Girls Basketball Landmark, Christian at Carrollton at 6.00. Mount Zion at McNair at 5.30. And then, boys, they turn around and play the late games. Landmark Christian at Carrollton at 7.30. And Mount Zion at McNair at 7 p.m. Bryce, you need another cup of coffee? Indeed, I do, man.
1: Another cup of coffee brought to you by realtor Hannah Strawn with the Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. Uh, Caleb Williams, USC quarterback, wins the Heisman Trophy this year and has a funny uh, quote that says, uh, you know, I may be up here on stage, but you guys are in the college football playoff talking to his other Heisman candidates. Um, you know, shows his humor, and, and congratulations to Caleb Williams on winning the Heisman.
0: Yeah, that's fine. I don't I, I don't think anybody deserved the Heisman this year, honestly. <laughs> Brock Bauer. That would have been fine. Heisman. Uh, Yeah, Brock Bowers. You know, I mentioned I mentioned the running backs last week. I'm not a big fan of quarterbacks winning any sort of football award, Um, so it it is what it is. Who who cares?
1: U.S. midfielder Giovanni Reyna almost sent home from the World Cup.
0: Uh, Yeah, disturbing disturbing things coming out of Qatar, man. Uh, Apparently, you know Giovanni Reyna was one of the guys I was complaining that he wasn't playing, and one of the reasons he wasn't playing was apparently his effort in practices for the World Cup was. Really poor, and they even had a vote to send him home. And it was 13 stay, 12 go. Uh, and he even had veterans after practices like pull him aside and say, You know, like this is the world cup, you have to show more effort. Get your um, it together, <laughs> yeah. So that's that's very, very concerning from a young man who I thought was going to be a bright spot for the U.S. national team. Um, I hope he gets it turned around because the kid is talented, but if. Like, it's the World Cup. How, how are you not going as hard as you can? I don't know. It's very, 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 very concerning.
1: Mississippi State Coach Mike Leach hospitalized in Jackson, Mississippi.
0: Yeah, uh, it's not looking good, man. Um, now, this is this is all from quote-unquote insiders, so take this with a grain of salt. But from what I read last night before I went to bed, they were calling family and friends in... To Mike Leach's hospital room um, so from from what I from what I see let's see if we have an update uh, medical emergency at his home this morning it I don't see any update as of this morning um, so I hope that is good news but yeah apparently from from what I read last night he uh he needed a miracle so we'll you know we'll, we'll keep our ear to the ground and let y'all know as soon as we hear something but T's and P's with Michael each and that entire family
1: uh, Broncos have been eliminated from the playoffs let's ride. <laughs> and let's,
0: ride. let's ride let's ride let's ride oh what what an awful season what an awful season for the Broncos uh, and I love it I can't stand Russell Wilson man he's so cheesy he's so corny he's like the most fake person I I, he's just, I can't stand him i can't stand them i love it broncos eliminated <laughs> sucks to suck and
1: finally today 1930 baseball rules committee greatly revises the rule book ball bouncing into the stands not a home run now a double wonder how many ground rule doubles uh that the babe hits that uh, i've always counted wondered that kind of as a home run
0: yeah i've always wondered that because i assume in the box scores they didn't you know, differentiate between an over the wall home run and a ball bouncing over the wall home run. So, yeah, I've, I've always wondered that. I know they went back and tried to do research and I think they found 30 that were bouncing over and weren't home runs. Um, but yeah, I wonder what the actual number is. It's, it's very, I didn't know that was a rule, honestly, until like six to eight months ago. I didn't know that existed. Uh, that's pretty crazy. That's pretty crazy to think about all the home runs, 1930. That's it's a lot of baseball being played and a lot of home runs hit that weren't really home runs. You got anything else, bud? No, I'm good, man. Let's get out of here. I was trying to figure out where I found, where I saw that article. If I see that, if I see that bouncing ball, home run article, I'll post it on our social medias, but I don't really remember where it's at, but no, I'm good, man. Let's, uh, let's get out of here. Let's start our week on a Monday, last full week of the calendar year. We got some great days coming up this week. Uh, And we also have a championship parade on Saturday. Uh, I believe that'll start at 10 a.m. And we will give you the full details about the Bowden championship parade tomorrow morning on the morning five. But until then, hang on. Let me finish this, wrap this up too. Uh,
1: Like Bryce mentioned, this is our last full week podcast. So we will go Monday through Friday of this week and then bryce and i will take off the week before christmas so the week of the 19th through the 23rd we will not you will not have a podcast from us and then uh we will start back the 27th which is the tuesday after christmas and we will have normal podcasts from then on i think we may still do it on the second i'm sure we will no yeah yeah I. I
0: i think we will yeah,
1: so our, our uh, next full week podcast will start the week of the January 2nd through the 6th be the
0: new year Yeah. be the new year. Also crazy yesterday. The uh, the Vikings lost to the Lions. Uh, we talked about that last week. That's I just I I don't know. Couldn't wrap my head around that one, uh, but we will see y'all tomorrow. Same time. Same place. Shake your neighbors. Just shake them. Shake your neighbors.